Hello and welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church Annual Read. There is unlimited grace for us today, no matter what happens, because of who Jesus is and what he has done. My name is John Thomas, and I'll be your host for today. You probably could have finished that opening part with me, couldn't you? I could hear you in the cars, in the treadmills. Thank you for being there with us. Let's read from our final passage of this year's uh, annual read from Matthew 5, 7 through 9. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. So this is it, ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived. This is the final day again of our 2021 annual read. And what a journey it has been reading, learning, praying, uh, listening to God's voice, asking him to show up as he so faithfully does so that we would become people that not only pursue his wisdom, but who live it out in every area of our lives. Personally, I've loved how uh, practical this book by the Kellers uh, has been as we've discovered how to apply biblical wisdom really in every area of our lives with our relationships and uh, biblical stewardship with our finances. Uh, There really hasn't been a topic that we haven't uh, addressed. Uh, But what I've really loved equally about this is that every topic has been handled through the lens of the gospel, that it's not just been uh, good advice and good sayings, but We have been deeply rooted to understand biblical wisdom through the power of the gospel. And that's good news for us because uh, even right now on the final day of this year, I'm sure many of you have already uh, penciled out or perhaps you're currently sketching out your 2022 goals. You're looking at your resolutions and these are all good things to do for sure. But we've been reminded this year that We are being called into a life of wisdom that's not achieved in our own strengths, in our own ability to set and achieve goals, but in the finished work of Jesus Christ. That we are given mercy by the one who took on our condemnation. That we will see God because on the cross, Jesus was forsaken by him. That we are called the children of God by the one who has shown not peace, but violence. That as the Kellers put it on this final day, that we have everything we need. In Jesus, we receive everything we need for righteous and wise living. So how will we respond? Because while it is true, yes and amen, all day long, that we have been saved by grace, we must also mature in our thinking and responding to grace, that his grace is an unmerited gift that we accept by trust and faith in him, and his grace motivates us to respond. I'm often uh, simultaneously encouraged and challenged uh, by the way that Dallas Willard once put the way that grace operates in our life when he wrote this. Uh, He said that we are not only saved by grace, but if we're not careful, we can also be paralyzed by it. That we have been taught that grace means that you can do nothing to be saved, which is correct. But unfortunately, such thinking has been extended to you can do nothing to have spiritual growth. The only way that human character is transformed with grace is by discipline and activity. So grace is the gift that compels us towards right living. 
And there is an activity, a response to grace, where we begin to experience transformation. And I know that's the, the prayer that I have for myself. That's the prayer that I have for us all as we call, close out this year, that we would be so dip, deeply impacted by the gospel. But God's grace would motivate us towards lives of courageous living, towards lives of worship. As we've been looking at the um, Beatitudes, the Sermon on the Mount, I was reminded uh, how Matthew intentionally bridges the end of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount with the healing of the man full of leprosy in Matthew uh, chapter 8. Leprosy, of course, was a big deal. To be a leper was uh, pretty much a death sentence in this culture. Besides the actual agonizing physical condition, you were branded as someone who was unclean, that you were forced to live outside of the city, that you were cut off from any sense of spiritual and communal fellowship. You couldn't work. You couldn't be around your family. Uh, If a leper was to be near others, they were instructed to proclaim their presence, kind of like a warning signal to others when they would arrive. If there were other people around, they would have to say, unclean, unclean, which is basically to say, stand back, look away, or you risk yourselves of being made unclean. So check out how Matthew describes what happens to this man as he encounters Jesus in Matthew 8, 1 through 4. Uh, We're told that large crowds followed Jesus as he came down the mountainside. And suddenly a man with leprosy approached him and knelt down before him. Lord, the man said, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said, be healed. And instantly the leprosy disappeared. Then Jesus said to him, don't tell anyone about this. Instead, go to the priest and let him uh, examine you. So Jesus reaches out, he touches this man, and he is healed. This is a huge deal. Rabbis weren't supposed to be anywhere within six feet of a leper. They they weren't even supposed to share uh, the shade from the same tree as a leper. And Jesus could have easily have spoken to this man. He could have made him run and wash in a lake somewhere far away. But he touches this man. The untouchable man is seen and touched by Jesus. And miraculously, rather than his uncleanliness uh, defiling Jesus. It's Jesus's righteousness. It's Jesus's ultimate cleanliness, which heals this sick man. He is restored. It's absolutely amazing. But then Jesus says something very interesting in in verse four. He says, don't tell anyone about this. It's an odd thing to say when you consider that there was a large crowd that followed Jesus up the mountainside. Well, what is the implication here? The implication is, is clear. See, this large crowd that came up to Jesus up the mountainside is no longer there. This crowd that followed him up, that that heard his teaching as they come down the mountain and they're presented with a very real moment to see and partner in Jesus's work, that actually they value their own safety and they bail and they miss out the situation. They miss out seeing this miraculous healing. So get the picture here. Up the mountain, hearing the words of Jesus, amazed by his teaching, down the mountain, a moment to apply it, and they heard the leper, and as he approaches, they scatter. They wander on their own way. This, of course, reminds us of Moses, who was up the mountain receiving the word, the tablets from the Lord, and he comes down to the mountain to discover that the people were tired of waiting for him. And in fact, they took the gold that God gave them out of their escape from Egypt, and they turned it into a golden calf. (laughs) They took the gifts of God and twisted them inward. 
In the same way, the crowds receive the teaching of Jesus. They come down the mountain, but they do not apply them. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. In both of these cases, I am reminded that wisdom is sticking with Jesus. That in him, we have everything that we need. And I'm also reminded on the temptation to fall back on what I think I know is best, to fall back on my own pursuit for security and safety. And so my prayer as we wrap up this amazing year is that you would stick close with Jesus, that you would journey with him up the mountain, that you would receive and hear his teachings, his words of grace, and that you would have the motivation of his grace as you come down the mountain and face difficult situations to live it out with compassion and courage, not just for your sake, but for the sake of others. So as this year draws to a close, may the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord lift his countenance towards you and may he give you his peace. May he give you his provision, his promise, his blessing, and may you experience the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you and remain in you for now and forever. We pray these things in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in his grace, go in his peace, knowing that you are accepted, that you are loved. Thanks so much for allowing us to be a part of your day please be sure to subscribe and share. You can tune in tomorrow for fresh new content. And remember, no matter what happens, there is unlimited grace for us today because of who Jesus is and what he has done. For questions about service times and more, you can access all information about Mariner's Church by downloading the Mariner's app at your favorite app store, visiting the website at marinerschurch.org, or by finding us on Instagram, Instagram handle Mariner's Church. Till next time, have a great day.